welcome back everyone to another episode of tune me up podcast it has been ages it's been um, right. <laughs> it's been a journey it's been quite some time but we back. we back and so much stuff has been going on in the music world like some everybody named mama on and having a tour everybody named mama want to take all my coins y'all we got so much to catch up and talk about. We really do. You're talking about your coins, my coins, because woo, the concerts. You've actually been at the concerts. Yeah, I've been so, at so many concerts. So tell me, what, what was the last concert you went to? The last five? I feel like you've been on like oh, ooh. 10 in the <laughs> <Okay>. last month. <laughs> so I actually went to a concert on Monday. I, I went to see Don Richard. Um, so any anybody that doesn't know who Don is, if you know Danny DeCane, you know Dawn. Um, she was great. I stayed long enough to like meet her and everything. So that was cool. Um, but before that, it probably was May. Oh, May. What concerts did I go to in May? Oh, I saw Summer Walker uh, like two weeks ago. Summer, that was I a was great take show. A moment. Let's take a moment to appreciate the growth of Summer Walker. Because I have historically said I would never see her. But the clips you sent me. <laughs> five yeah. stars shout five out stars. to tiana taylor for the uh, creative direction on that she's phenomenal um but yeah a whole bunch of other concerts before that outside of we got we got baby face and anita baker beefing on the internet streets yeah on beyonce's internet we got them <laughs> beefing on the streets i personally feel like <laughs> i feel like it's I would love to know what's going on behind the scenes because on the surface, it seems very extreme of a response. Like, it's social media. Yeah. We can't stop nobody from saying anything on social media. And are you really scared for your life, sis? (laughs) So if people don't know Babyface and the Baker, we talked about tour on a past episode um, about how excited I was. They'd be going on tour. From my understanding, it was one show that they were late for whatever reason. Babyface couldn't perform. He put out a statement saying that, sorry, I couldn't perform. They told me I couldn't. And my God, things have been going downhill ever since. What's your thoughts on it? I feel like it's, I'm not going to say that I feel like it's one-sided, but I kind of do feel like it's one-sided. Like, I feel like... A lot of what Anita has been saying almost feels like an extremist approach in response to how everything is and has been. And um, I mean, I feel like some of the things that she was saying, at least on Twitter over the last few days, are just like, you're really not making the situation any better than it is by saying the things that you're saying. Like, Mm -mm. she's calling his fans Kenny's crazies (laughs) and like... (laughs) Honestly, what I really feel like is I don't really feel like I mean, I'm not saying that Babyface doesn't have a fan base because he definitely does. But I hadn't seen anyone of Babyface's like I don't feel like Babyface has Stan fans like, you know, how other fan bases have this like they attack and all of that. I don't feel like the people that were on Twitter were doing that the same way you see other fan bases doing. I feel like the people on Twitter that had 
questions and comments and concerns in response to what Anita Baker was saying were genuine fans of both that wanted some more clarity on it. But I feel like Anita Baker felt like any person that questions anything that she's saying is quote unquote, one of Kenny's crazies. Well, (laughs) they were, they were going in on Miss Anita. I'm not even going to hold you. But the thing is, which I'm going to, you know, we can wrap this up, but I don't necessarily think that the people who were going in on her are people who were actually who actually bought tickets to the concert. Like, I feel like the Internet is going to be the Internet. Mm-hmm. That's just kind of what it is. Everyone respects Babyface as an artist, as the legend that he is. And they like, girl, what you mean supporting that? <laughs> and I feel like she's just an old woman who don't understand. Nope, no disrespect. <laughs> That sounded, that sounded crazy. But <laughs> I just think that she's older and may not completely understand the internet sometimes. Because it's kind of like, these people on the internet, you won't see them at your concert. They they, they haven't bought a ticket, I promise. <laughs> like, it's okay. So, yeah, that's that's been, that's been crazy. But this is a good segue to what we are going to talk about today. Because even though Babyface is obviously well known for his own music, but he does a lot of things behind the scenes. And I feel like a lot of times we forget about the pioneers who are behind the camera, like the people who came up with the idea. And I just really wanted to use our platform to to give these people their flowers while they're or if they're not here, I'm not sure who you have. <laughs> but <laughs> so I'm gonna start with you. Just kind of want to get an idea. Who was your first person who was an unsung hero behind the scenes? Okay. So my approach in the people that I chose is not necessarily only just them being um an unsung hero or behind the scenes, but I wanted to highlight people that are maybe a little bit more known for their contributions that they've made for others, but mm-hmm. are also artists themselves in their own right. So I did the same thing. Yeah. So <laughs> yes. the first person that I chose, um, her name is Nija Charles. Um, she's a songwriter. She's like 25 years old. She kind of first really like took off around 2017 and she's been writing several songs for several. I mean, I, I'm gonna go down and listen a little bit, but I think for me, the one thing that I feel like just makes her stand out right now is just you think about 2017, it's 2023, like that's really not that long of a time. Right. But this past year at the Grammys, the they introduced a new category, which was songwriter of the year. Um, and she was one of the nominees for the songwriter of the year category. So really it just shows, you know, that you can make major strides in a really short time span. You know, if you work right, hard right. at your craft and you're dedicated to what you do, she's only 25 years old. She's, you know, in a nominated category with people like the dream, which I can't remember if the dream won or not, but for her to have been, you know, a premier a nominee, yeah, a premier nominee for a new category related to songwriting, which that that category just now existing after all this time, that's a whole nother story. But I was you know, I was about to say, I don't think I realized that that was a category. So that's yeah. dope. That's yeah. dope. Um, but just to kind of go down some of the songs that she's written for people over the last few years. 
Um, she did some writing for the Carters on the Everything Is Love album that everybody loved to act like wasn't good or don't listen oh, to. Whatever. Okay. Is there um, <laughs> did she contribute to all the songs or is there like some two songs? So she okay. did uh Heard About Us and Love Happy. Um I love love. Of course, I don't know to what extent if you know, I don't know if it's co-written, completely written, all that kind of stuff. Not really sure, but Cardi B, she wrote on Ring with Kaylani. Oh. Also wrote I Do, um, wrote on I Do with SZA. Um, so when you think about songs like that, I would imagine likely she wrote those hooks. Right, um, right. So yeah, she's done those songs. She did, oh, she co-wrote on No Guidance for Chris Brown and Drake. Really? I mean, that a alone, that's a great song. Um, Honestly, re- you really only need one, like, hit song right, to as a songwriter mm-hmm. because you start you you begin it remind me of like um i was watching an interview of her how she was saying how when she wrote i don't know what came first i think no scrubs was the first one maybe candy? and what she wrote that candy? song yeah mm-hmm, she like she was the one that people were calling like to do things so it it really just takes one big song to really take off in that for real Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I mean, so many other songs she's been uh, writing since like 27 and has just continued to be writing. She wrote on The Gift. She wrote on My Power. She's featured on My Power um, on The Gift by Beyonce. So, I mean, just a long list of songs. I'm not going to sit here and keep dragging them out. But most recently, right, she right. wrote uh, on Cozy. On Renaissance, so really, I'll leave it there. I mean, that's that's a high note. Once, you, once oh. you have a Beyonce um, credit, really, honestly, right, that's it. right. And I'm not even part of the Beehive like that, but I know that's something where it's like when you get Beyonce, right, <laughs> right. Here. Especially if you do it right, because you're gonna get if, called back. You're gonna if, get called back <laughs> if you do it right. That's the key <laughs> word right there. Right. Okay, I wasn't that familiar with her. Um, I, I was oh listening. yes like, I'm sorry I, I wanted to make sure that I said not to cut you off but I wanted no, no, to make sure fine. that I said um, since I'm talking about people that have they they make contributions for other people but also have their own music everybody please please go check out her music she actually she released the album last year um, like her first album um, on Capitol Records um, it's called Don't Say I Didn't Warn You Mm-hmm. And my favorite song on the album is called Finesse. Um, that's a really good song. And then also uh not one of them. Those are like my two favorite songs on the album. Um yeah, she's from New Jersey, and so I think the really cool thing about her album is that she released it just as you know, normal original music, but she also re-released it as like mm-hmm. jersey anybody that's familiar with jersey club music i like jersey club music um she redid the entire album like to jersey club beats instead of just the original beats so like if you go on whatever streaming platform and pull her music up you're going to see the normal version and you're going to see the full album redone in jersey club mixes so that's a pretty cool thing that i hadn't you know we had never really seen that done before so far so, yeah that's yeah. that's dope i'm gonna look into her i'm not too familiar but i just i just liked her um album my spotify so i can yeah. go back um to listen to it later um she looks familiar to me 
Was she on like a video with the song with Beyonce? I'm not that familiar with the song with Beyonce. Mm, she might have, she might have been in the video in Black as King, but I don't think so. Okay, I, I was just curious because she she looks familiar. All right, so for me, the person I'm using is familiar. Um, my person is Sid, Sid the kid from the internet. Um, I've kind of been going down like a mini deep dive with the, Sid because having like song credits like low-key like it'd be like sprinkled up in there mm -hmm. you may not even realize mm -hmm. um and a lot of her credits are not necessarily song credit but like producer the audio engineer because she has her um she has her own studio in, in the home that she lives in so a lot of times artists would come there and she would just be the audio engineer um but if you are unfamiliar she started off as the dj for uh, future which is you know Tyler the creator mm -hmm. people future um, Wolfgang, kill them all <laughs> that's so, the full acronym yeah. so see it as though that's where she started I can see a lot of her influence and just her music as a whole um then she formed the internet which back in I think 2011 I was telling you earlier that Steve Lacey or maybe not you I think I was talking to somebody else but I didn't realize that Steve Lacey was in the internet as well mm -hmm. like yeah. until recently I was right like, on that album cover mm -hmm. like where I been like it's crazy all <laughs> of them just talented as hell but one song in particular that she is created as a writer is Coffee by Kelly Rowland um, it's my song okay mm -hmm. um, also I saw that she has a credit on Beyonce's last album I feel like Beyonce all up in this thing but she has a songwriting credit on Plastic on the Sofa so um not sure how much she wrote but now that i know that she's on key i that bass like, line it is sounds really, like something mm -hmm. right it sounds that really up her sounds very up her alley for sure for sure um she um behind the scenes she does more composing producer engineering so she was doing a lot of engineering on some common um common album and mac miller um live from space that album she's kind of like on there in terms of producer and stuff like that so i thought it was pretty dope um i i obviously was introduced to her from the internet you know oh happy pride month you know you know what we hear <laughs> yeah, but i think month. she's happy I black think she, music month as black, well happy black music month but i think she has I feel like she's like a silent killer. Like I feel like people don't be realizing that who what she be doing behind the scenes unless you in it. Because I didn't, I didn't really re uh, realize it either. So it's been, it was pretty dope to kind of see that. So that's my my second person. Um, who is I said second person, my first, first person. person. <laughs> so who is your second person? Oh, okay. So my second person goes by the name of Leon Thomas. Um. <gasps> That's like I, your second person. No, that's not my second person, but oh, okay. I love Leon Thomas. I love his yeah. music too. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Um, no, you're good. Um, so I watched Leon. Th I mean, I've I've been familiar with my introduction to Leon Thomas was Nickelodeon. Like he okay. was on he was on a Nickelodeon TV shows with Ariana Grande, like back in the day. Like they started out together. I did um, not know that. They well, I'm not gonna say they started out together, but they both had a, a very significant rise during that era of them both being on Nickelodeon TV shows together. 
Um, I think him being on Victorious and then her being on that and then the other show, I think Sam and Cat or whatever it's called. But nonetheless, like he's he started out as a child star. Um, I watched his episode of the R&B Money podcast a few weeks ago and learned that he did Broadway as a kid. Um, oh, wow. Also learned that he did voice acting on the backyard again. I thought that was so dope to did not out. know that either. Would not have known that at all. Um, but he did he did voice acting and he was writing on on that podcast. He mentioned that he had been writing since he was like 14. Oh, so wow. like he I think some of those songs that they were singing on the backyard again, I'm I mean, I'm a venture out to say that he might have written on some of those kids' songs. So if he was writing on Backyardigan songs and voice acting on Backyardigans, you know he was getting Backyardigans money. So of course. <laughs> um of course. But, uh I think of course for me, obviously being who I am, the thing, the connection that I feel the most connected to is the fact that he's been songwriting co-writing with slash for Ariana Grande since the beginning of her music right. career. He has songwriting credits on her first album and he's just kind of sprinkled throughout, not every single album of hers, but he has some significant songwriting credits um, with her and has been writing with her, you know, intermittently throughout her career for quite some time. Um, he wrote one of my favorite songs on her first album, um, loving it um it's actually the song that samples real love by mary j blige you know i love that song love that song if anybody that loves honeymoon avenues honeymoon avenue iconic song i mean so many different songs he's been writing for Giveon. apparently i'm looking at the written by leon thomas playlist on spotify right now mm-hmm. um and then also what was the last one i saw not another love song by ella may um, but I'm really excited about his music, you know, present day that he's doing himself. He has released music, I believe, independently in years past, but most recently he just signed to Ty Dolla Sign's label. Ty Dolla Sign oh. has, has his own label now. Um, I'm sure it's distributed through whatever major label, but he has his own like roster label with artists. Um, and so, uh, Leon Thomas is Ty Dolla Sign's, I guess, like first artist. So he's been writing with Ty Dolla Sign for a good little minute now. Um, and he has his own music coming out. His two most recent singles that he has out right now are so top tier R and B. Like, um, you know, Breaking Point. Breaking Point is an amazing I, song. It's amazing. amazing. Song. His and it's, music is really, I wasn't too familiar with his behind the scenes work. I'm more familiar with his, his music because yeah. his music is, is in yeah. my, in my yeah. field, you know, yeah. love his music. Breaking I haven't Point, checked them out. Please. Breaking uh. Point is for me, Breaking Point is one of those songs that you hear and you just be like, dang, I wish I, I wish I had did that. I like, wish I thought about that. Wow. How your like, brain work out like this? Right. It's crazy. It's like, if I could describe just the song Breaking Point alone to somebody, I would say, I would say it would be like if D'Angelo and probably Ty Dolla Sign had a baby, it would sound like Breaking Point. That's the perfect, that's actually <laughs> um, the perfect description probably what, for sure. That's, that's probably what Breaking Point, like, 
And I'm not saying that every single song in his catalog is like that, but Breaking Point alone, D'Angelo, Ty, Ty Dolla Sign had a baby. Yeah, his his more recent single, Crash and Burn, is a I, dope song too. I like that I too. That he he got some he got some good music. So y'all, please, please yeah. check him out. Please yeah, check him out. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, for my second one, I was torn because I'm gonna put a little honorable mention here because Devin Morrison, like I realized that I've seen Devin Morrison live did not realize it really mm. he was the opening act for Moonchild when I saw Moonchild for the first mm. time and I just put two or two together like yesterday and I was like I've seen him but Devin Morrison real quick you know he helped on the yams everyone loved by uh, Masego he does a lot of work with Masego so he has some songs um by Masego on his most recent album that I like love Bye Bye My Love is one of them so honorable mention but my second one is actually Carrie Hilson. Um, reason why I chose Carrie Hilson because I remember he was recently on maybe last year, maybe last year or the year before last, Black Music Otters, Black Otter Music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I remember someone saying, like, why is Carrie Hilson being honored? Like, because I feel like people, obviously, Carrie Hilson had a pretty successful career. But prior to that, she was in a songwriting space. So when she first, she was, she got her first record deal when she was 14 years old. She was a part of a group called, I don't know how to pronounce it. It's, it's, it's like D apostrophe S-I-G-N-E, Desanye. I don't I know how remember. to pronounce it. But I've seen what, her interviews before where she discusses it, but I don't remember. Yeah, so she started at 14, which is, I feel like, any anybody who was young at that age who can secure a major deal, is, that's a big deal because kids, your your voice changes. Like, the sh- life from kid groups don't leave it that long. We, we want to keep it a book. But she worked under Anthony Dent, um, who is a songwriter. Um, she she did some work. I know he did work with um he co-wrote Survivor by Destiny Child. Um, I think she may have been on that too as a helping writing, not that she wrote the song, but she was kind of part of that team that helped with Survivor by Destiny Child. And she was doing some she did like back she does a lot of background verse um vocals on people's albums like Usher, Ludacris, Kelly mm-hmm. Rowland, Tony Braxton, Jennifer Lopez, yes, Sierra. Mm-hmm. Um she was a part you can of hear her. Like people all love, up and through people it. People like me that can pick out a voice, you can hear her. Oh baby on Sierra's first album goodies. You mm-hmm. can hear Carrie Hilson in the backgrounds. Hey and Britney Spears. Did you say Britney Spears? I, I, it's on my list because I have Okay, I'm um, gonna let you finish. I'm gonna let you finish. So obviously the production team that she was a part of is called the Clutch. I don't know if if you're from, I don't know why I'm asking about, are you familiar? Of course you're familiar. But she was a part of a production team called The Clutch. And that production clean team did songs, Take Me As I Am by Mary J. Blige, Amarion's Icebox, uh, Sierra Like a Boy, um, The Pussycat Dolls, um, Wait a Minute, Britney Spears, Give Me More. Now, Give Me More, I can, like, I can hear... I don't know if she's doing the background vocals, but I can hear her influence for sure. She's on the backgrounds of Break the Ice, which is on the same album that Kim mm-hmm. Moore is on. You can hear her on Break the Ice. 
So people need to give, I feel like Carrie Hilson for me has always been one of the examples of, you know how you have an artist who like may have had a huge album or like had one single that popped and the average listener who's not really into music the way that we are love to be like, what they doing? They ain't doing nothing. We didn't hear nothing from them. Times out of 10, those people, not all of them, but nine times out of 10, a lot of those people are really doing work behind the scenes. Like before Carrie Hilson came out with Miss, K well, Miss Carrie Baby, Pretty Girl Rock, she was behind the scenes writing some of the like, the songs that we love today and I feel like she's an example of all because you don't see somebody in front of your screen all because they didn't release no album or drop a tour or you don't hear them on the radio does not mean they aren't popping because if you want to keep it a buck behind the scenes is where the real money at anyway the people who you be seeing in front of the screens probably broke <laughs> and that's <laughs> period so yeah <laughs> Carrie Hilson was my my final one um I was gonna ask you like what you're looking forward to but we already know Jerron next concert maybe not his next concert he's going to see Beyonce um and everyone is excited for that tour I'm so happy for you because <laughs> I just remember um you and our friend Princess, y'all both were just like in our group chat, stressing out about getting those tickets. And I'm happy that y'all got those dang on tickets, child. <laughs> I'm sad I'm gonna miss your birthday, but I'm happy it's okay. that I'm going to see Beyonce. My birthday, <laughs> Beyonce. I mean, let's be for real. <laughs> no, no, no. Don't don't do yourself and like that. Technically, you're not missing my birthday. I'm doing it after we didn't technically miss my birthday. I am going to a concert too soon. I'm going to see SWV, Jodeci, and Drew Hill, which that's up my alley because I'm old as hell. And I like listening to four in the 90s. So we we both are going to these concerts. Okay. Um, the next segment is hit different. Um, these are songs, obviously, that have been either on rotation or new, um, that we just feel like the world should know. Um, so Teron, I don't know how many songs you have, but you can um list them all out at one time. Okay, cool. I have four songs. Okay. Um, and they are a they're a mixture of old songs as well as new songs. Okay. So my first song that I've been playing a lot of is by Sabrina Carpenter. She's a okay. pop artist. Um, her name her oh, Sabrina Carpenter. <laughs> The name of the song is Nonsense, mm -hmm. and I love this song. Um, the second song is an oldie, but goodie, but grady. Um, Big Fizzy, Faith Evans. I love me some Faith Evans. <laughs> love some um, Faith. It's a song called Anything You Need. It's on her second album. Mm -hmm. um, phenomenal song. I actually don't think I know that. Not alone. I have to go I back and listen. I grew up listening to Faith Evans because my mom was always playing it. But this was one of the songs that I don't necessarily remember hearing that much of, although I know I did. But over the last like few months, it has just resonated with me so much. It's just I love that song. So second song is that third song is a new artist or newer um, female R&B artist by the name of. Maida or Mayetta. I don't know how you pronounce her name. I'm sorry, sweet pea. I, I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> we tried our best. But, 
Um, the song is called Sexual Love, and it features James Fauntleroy, who is also another phenomenal songwriter that a lot of people don't know about, but right. he sings as well. Um, she just released her album last Friday. I can't think of the name of it right now, but if you look up, if you look her up, M-A-E-T-A, um, you'll find that song and the rest of the album. And my last song is uh, Rihanna, Get It Over With, which also was written that either. written by James Fauntleroy or co-written at least by James Fauntleroy. Um, so yeah, great song. Okay. So for me, the first song I have is called Fall in Love Alone by Stacy Ryan. I found this song actually on Instagram. I don't know anything about this girl, this little white girl, okay? I just saw her do like an acoustic version on Instagram and I was like, oh, I like this song and I found it. So I've been listening to it almost every day. It's actually kind of sick, but <laughs> fall in love alone. The second song I have is called High by Robert Glasford in India, Ari. Love the song. Okay. <laughs> so the song is essentially about India Ari, who is the main singer, obviously. She is reconnecting with someone that she hasn't seen in a long time. It's been like 10 years. And the song, you know, I love a song that's well written. This song is very well written to me because she's just talking about her making a decision to text someone. She hasn't seen it in like 10 years and like being like, dang, I hope he sent me a picture her picture and she like dang I didn't send you a picture but I gotta make sure it's a picture that like you know I'm looking good <laughs> okay mm -hmm. and then she like dang how you so fine after all these years that's crazy so that's the that's basically what the song's about love it the third song that I have is by my brother Master Steve it's called Temp Love it's like a two minute song but I actually really love it Follow him on all social media platforms under Master Steve. He got some really great music. Um, Shout out to some Stevie. Some great music. Um, very, very proud of him, my little brother. Um, and then the last song I have is Slowly by Tank. Um, I was not familiar with this song until he did a little snippet of it on his tiny desk. Um, when I went back and played the song, the song is actually six minutes long. And it kind of reminds me of, dang, what's that song? <laughs> what's that girl, the Kardashian, and got that baby by that rapper? <laughs> mm -hmm. Not that it, not that it narrows it down. The young one. Kylie. Kylie. What's that song that he got that like everyone loves? But it got, I think it got Drake in it. And it like. Tiger? Music. No, no. Her baby daddy. Oh, Travis Scott. Travis Scott. My oh, God, you're girl. talking about. Uh, I know what song you're talking about. I can't the think song. Of the well, I think Drake's in it. Where like the yeah. song keeps out like beats, a, light. a different out beat. Like yeah. So the like, song slowly with Tank is a. It's like an R and B version of that to where it keeps switching the melody of the song. The song sounds different, but it's the same words. I thought it was a very very dope concept um concept excuse me and it kind of made me want to like dang kind of wish you would did the whole thing on your tiny disc because this is actually a really good song tank is someone who is another unsung hero um behind the scenes um who does he, his pen game be real strong in these set songs categories um but he's a very very talented very underrated um 
of an artist and a musician, Mm -hmm. art, all of the above. And I will be the first one to say that I don't, I'm not really that familiar with his album cuts. I never really necessarily listened to a full album, early album, I guess, by him. So ever since his, ever since his tiny days, I've been kind of like getting into that. So yes, those are my four songs. As always, y'all, thank you for taking the time to even listen to our little podcast. We're just people who love music and like to talk about it. You can follow me on my social network platforms at Camelia Charmaine with an S underscore. My Twitter is just Amelia Charmaine. Um, Tarine. Toronto, Instagram, Toronto, Twitter. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> two R's. Two R's. Yes, two Toronto. R's. Um, and always you can follow our um, podcast page at Tune Me Up Podcast on all of the platforms. Yes. Yes. All right. Well, I think we can just wrap this on up. <laughs> yes. Until next time. Until next time.